folks and women, I say this to you. <laughs> You're, don't let no one devalue you. God has you high. Because fundamentally, Jesus had a mama. And when you look around the scriptures, where do you see his mother? Checking out her son. Do you know why she brought her sons to Jesus? She was trying to rescue him because she knew that people were trying to kill him. She put her own life at risk trying to save her son. Where did you find his mother? At the cross. When he, 11 men ran away, she was there. You see, he can understand mothers. Why? He had one. And she loved him. Don't let no one devalue you. I know in a culture that we live in, the time we're living in, and all that's going on on television, people could make you feel devalued. I want you to know in this house, not because we have elders and deacons and, and ministers that are men, you have no value. You will never find that in this person because you're on God's honor roll. If you choose to reach, walk the way he teaches you to walk, and just trust him for the results. Don't try to create results. Just trust him as you walk faithful. He got the results. I had such an awesome mom that every time Mother's Day come, I think of my mom and her sacrifices that she made for eight kids. I think of her when my brother's passing away and she's there, even though she couldn't move as well, she was there. I think of the fact that while I, we were all there, I ran out on the streets of Manhattan, but she wouldn't sleep. Because even though I was 50-something years of age, she wanted to make sure that I was safe. A grown man, but she couldn't go to sleep when I was in the same apartment with her. She couldn't go to sleep. I think of things like that. I think of my, my wife and her sacrifice to give up her job or career and focus on helping her husband raise two children. And no matter what sacrifices were necessary, putting that curling iron on the stove because there wasn't enough money to go to the hairdresser is irrelevant. It didn't matter what adjustments she had to make and, and, uh, and the clothes she wear, her kids were always well-dressed, well-groomed. I think of moms like that that I've seen around here at the Living Word Fellowship Church that I see them sacrifice as single parents where they're at track meets and sacrificing their money so they could send their kids to private schools. I, I see mothers around here who have lost children and their hearts are so heavy that you have to lift with them, walk with them in order for them to keep functioning, but they will never ever forget that loss because they love their child. You know, I see moms who will be hugging on their babies, a mom who lost her first child, but you ain't got to worry about the next two. She's hugging on them, taking care of them, keeping a watch over them. I see moms who had given up their careers to raise their children. I've seen moms who would hug on their kids. Why? Because a mother's heart is what I remember. A mother's heart is what I see. And a mother's heart is what I treasure. Because a mother's heart is the best heart for a child to experience love, the tenderness, and focus, and drive, and a commitment to never quit, because that mother does the exact same thing for them. Happy, 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 happy Mother's Day. Without you, we will not be the same. Because of the sacrifices that have been made, and it's because of that that God has a high value in women. He has a high value in women. 
There are four women at the cross, only one man. There were a lot of women that supported Jesus Christ in Luke chapter 8 to make sure that he's walking around. He says, foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. So who were the people who helped him to be able to wash the two sets of clothes he probably had because to be poor in those days, you had at least two or three sets of clothes. That's it. That's why they could easily pick up sometimes during tyranny and run to another country because they could pick up the little belongings they had and take off. Out of two or three sets of clothing, who washes that? Who helps them to find the income necessary to find whatever places they can rest? Like Jesus' mother was in a stable. Sometimes that's the place they would rest. God understands what, how important moms are. And God is never taking that for granted. I wish sometimes you could go into scriptures and see how God would even call himself a husband to a widow. It's in the Bible, in the book of Jeremiah, in the book of Psalm. You would see him saying, I am a husband to widows. In other words, when a person's husband passes away in those days, the average age is 45. So Jesus, you never heard about Jesus' daddy as Jesus got older. Because his daddy most likely passed away. That helped Jesus Christ to be where he was. So understand, Mary is taking care of these kids. And she has no husband. So that's why, in one of the reasons, Jesus Christ is poor. Because he gave up his trade as a carpenter to come to serve us. So understand, Jesus Christ at the cross would tell his cousin, take care of his mother. He didn't just die, because that would not make him faithful as a leader. Because the oldest child takes care of the mother. So Jesus Christ is not leaving two-thirds of an inheritance from his dad to take care of his mother. But he could leave his cousin to take care of his mother. Because they value that. He would literally say that I will fight, fight for the widow. I will fight for them. It's all over the Bible. But it's, it's, it's huge. Because you cannot ever take that lightly. So what we come to widows, we find what he is driving at for a woman. You see, even Solomon, one of the things I love to teach on, and I could never get enough out of that story, is Bathsheba. How would you like, I know we say that David took her to be his wife. Eh, I call it rape. If you send uh, soldiers to somebody's house that are weaponry in their sides of their armor and you tell them to come, the king says to come, and then you take that woman and put her in a bedroom and tell her she got to sleep with somebody while she's married, what did you do? Come on, somebody help her, brother. I don't know the difference between that and taking a gun and putting it to somebody's head and say, you got to go in this bedroom. What's the difference? So she, 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 had, she was done that way. She husband was killed that was faithful to David, sleeping outside his wife's door, not going to his wife while his soldiers are out there. And she ended up with a baby. Still a woman have a baby. She, baby dies. She ends up with Solomon. She's still faithful. She still stays the course. What does Solomon do? He built a throne for his mom and let her sit next to him every day he led the nation. And then he would write about his mom in Proverbs 31. Why? God has an honor roll because he understands your value. He wants for you to understand the value that he sees in that value because he understands the contribution you make. God only has a value up here for an honor roll because of your value to what you do for society. 
what you do in response to this church. I understand it's a sacrifice, but listen to this who's who's list. I don't see it as something you can't reach because the Bible says the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. So there's nothing you can't reach. After you commit to just work out your salvation in fear and trembling, the Bible says the Holy Spirit takes over in you. And he starts to do things in you that you can't do for yourself. And he starts to cause you when we sin to convict us. He starts to remind us of verses. He would bring songs to our hearts to make us want to sing when everything is against us. The Holy Spirit will tell us what to do in the times. The Bible says when we are hurting the deepest, he will pray the very groans of our heart. He'll interpret how the pain that the person has. He'll interpret that pain to Jesus Christ who sits at the right hand of the Father to make intercession for us so that when he talks to Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ can say, I know what that groan feels like I was rejected. I was alone. I could tell you what that pain looks like. And he could translate it to God who could then feel it as a human being would feel it and God never being a human being. God, Jesus Christ being fully human could understand and relate that to God so he can hear the very groans of your heart. The Holy Spirit can do all of that for a mother. And to be a mother is a choice that God made to you. Not everybody could be a mother. This day for many people is very painful. Because they tried to be a mother and couldn't be a mother. Every child is a gift from God. God chose you. It's a choice he made. Understand, folks. This is why for a woman having a child and giving selflessness to that child, God says, I want to bless you to the best. Because I chose you to do this and I want you to get the best out of it. That's why he would even say in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, he wants to give you the best. That's why he wants you on his honor roll. It's not like he's going to get, you have to do that all on your own. The Holy Spirit does that for you. The Holy Spirit does that for you. And the greatest decision I ever made in my life was the partnership with Everett Rosalind Cannings to raise two boys. Because there is no greater blessing Women, what is he offering you when you choose to be on the honor roll? Look at verse 15 of chapter 2 of 1 Timothy. What is he offering you to be on this honor roll? What is he offering you? I understand this honor roll got a list. Proverbs 31 is a list that when you read it, it intimidates me. I understand that. I understand you're doing that. And when, when God is talking about submitting to a man, and, and the word, it didn't say obey, it said submit. It means you know what you're saying makes sense when he is talking, but I choose to bring myself unto him as I trust God in him. That's why he says submit unto God. In other words, when you were single, you submitted to God. So when you get married, you should know what it looks like because you've been single doing it. So when you're trying to do all of that and still be a mother, still develop yourself as a person, God knows what that is. That's why he says this. Women will be preserved. I will put a hedge around them. The more kids they have, I would watch over them. I will keep them. I'll make sure that they're protected. Nothing could touch them. He says this. Through the bearing of children, I protect them more when they choose to come into my plan than when they don't. When they choose to live their own life and do their own thing, they're out there with a world where Satan is a roaring lion seeking whom he could devour. I don't care how educated or how smart they are. They can't outdo Satan. 
You can't even see them till I do them. He says, bearing of children. And if they continue in faith, that's why you got this list. If they continue in faith. If God is for you, who could be against you? If God is for you. If God is for you. Some people believe because I go to church and because I read the Bible and I'm not a bad person, God is for me. No, if God is for me, we did that a few weeks back, what that means. Don't take God for granted. He's not chump change, you know. He runs a universe. Not, not going to be smarter than him. He says, if they continue in faith, that's why this lesson is here today in chapter 5. If they continue in faith, if they continue to walk not by their own understanding, when their own understanding helps them to see what they should be doing, they choose to walk in God's understanding when it doesn't make sense to do what God is saying. They choose to obey God when it doesn't make no sense. They choose to obey God when God is telling them to do stuff that is hard for them to do, and they got to sacrifice so much to do. They still do it. He says, because those people then have to are become sanctified and they're going to have to function with a self-restraint because none of this is going to be easy for them married or single having all these children it's going to take some self-restraint because they're going to want to bust loose every now and then slap somebody every now and then say a few things every now and then i knew when we got on our mother's last nerve that's why he talks about this self-restraint because in chapter 5, he's going to tell you how he wants to bless you. So this, this honor, honor roll is even in chapter 5, earlier in chapter 5, he's going to say because of your commitment, your kids can't neglect you. If they neglect you, God will punish them. Look at chapter 5. Let me just read it for you. It's honor roll. Strive for the honor roll. He wants to bless you. Because he knows how much he needs you. If there's anybody that stays at a house, it'd be a mother. Unfortunately. Slavery hurt men that way. We were told to go sleep with this woman and make a buck. So the bucks could work to feel. And some of that has been inbreded into us. Some of it is just sin. In verse 3 he says, Honor widows who are widows indeed. For if any widow has children or grandchildren, they must first learn to practice piety. Holiness, godliness, in regard to their own family, and to make some return to their parents. For this is acceptable in the sight of God. This is worship. That's what acceptable means. If you want to worship God, start there at the house. He says, no. Now she who is a widow indeed, and who has been left alone, has fixed their hope, her hope on God and continues in entreaties and prayers night and day. He's wanting to bless you. That's why there's an honor roll. But she who gives herself to wanton pleasure is dead even while she lives. The person who's just out there living and doing their own thing, the Bible says, this is not for her. There's no who's or who's list for her. She's using this selfishly. I will eventually get her. She's going to be dead. Look at verse 7. Prescribe these things, spiritually dead and eventually, 1 John chapter 5, physically dead. Prescribe these things as well, so that you may be above reproach. That's why you have this honor roll. I want to bless you, mamas. But I'm a holy God, and I will help you to get here. 
I know sometimes you don't have all these perfect family situations, but you could still be a mother. You go to jobs where people don't always act right, but you still be a good employee. But his honor roll is still here. He didn't say nowhere in this passage, your kids are perfect. Your husband is perfect. Your family is the best family that ever landed on earth. He didn't say that, mamas. What he said is, I know how valuable you are, and so I want you to know where this bar is, because I want to bless you. And your blessing is forever. Not two days, forever. Forever and ever when you go to heaven, my mom keep getting blessed every time I serve and her children serve. Because the Bible says I will keep, it's like Amway. I keep adding these blessings to you when your kids do well. So if your kids keep living and they keep doing good, guess what the mother keeps getting in heaven? More and more and more and more blessings. Because it keeps adding up. And so I want you on this honor roll. Because Jesus had a mother. Here's what he says that puts you on the who's or who's list. He says here in verse 9, he says, A widow is to be put on the list only if she's less, she's not less than 60 years old. It ain't 55. I know it's 60 years old. 60 years old. You, you, do, you know, do you know what? It's simple to say a list because a list to us is just somebody writing your name on a list. That's actually not what he's saying. To enlist somebody in their day is two things. The person is a citizen and the person is ready to fight war. There's only two lists. Because they have banks and all this other stuff. So what they did was they put you on a list to say you're a soldier. You're going to war. So whether you show up every day to these barracks, we know you're on this list. So when we have time of war, we know where to go find you, where to look for you to put you out to war. So like you got right now in Ukraine, right? They know where to go find people and tell people where to stay because you got to fight. You got to protect our country from this aggression, awful aggression. So when you see this, it was on this list. <laughs> or a person is on the list because they're a citizen. This list he's talking about is, I am put these women on a list because they're going to go to war. He knew that these people who have this kind of character, once you put them and line them up, Whatever you got going on in this church, Timothy, these people will go to war because they love me. They're committed to me. These are the people, Timothy, young Timothy, single Timothy. These people are going to do great because these people have the characteristics that are suitable for them to function in their families despite what their families have been and they've been faithful to one husband. Watch it carefully. They're faithful to one man, meaning you can't tell people, oh, they only married once. That can't be in the text. It's not in the Greek text. It is saying when they were married to this man, they were faithful to him. Faithful it means in every aspect. They choose to be a wife. If a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. Not if a man finds a woman. Anybody can find a woman, but if a man finds a wife, meaning she already has the characteristics of a wife. Too many people marry women, too many people marry women asking them to be wives and they don't make it. He says, go find a wife. He says, this woman proves to be a wife in the sense that she was committed to everything on the list a wife was committed to. So the fact that she could do that with this man that she's married to, that could be any kind of man acting any kind of way, she's a soldier. She's ready to go to war for me because she's committed to the principles of God. Anybody's committed to the principles of God, no matter what's around them, they're a soldier for me, and I want to honor them. 
So they're on my who's or who's list. So you put them on their list. God wants to bless you, moms, not just by giving you a child and sustaining you to raise them. He wants to bless you forever. Don't let this world take them, the greatest blessing you have away from you. Don't let him do it. Understand, folks. He wants you on this list. Here's what he's saying. That you have a reputation for good works. In other words, people know about Dorcas. Let's go to 3 John for a minute. This woman took her family and her church seriously. And if you're going to continue my agenda with a husband, kids, and a church on your back while you're trying to take care of a family, you're on my Hall of Fame list. You're on my who's who's list because you are continuing this journey. You see, look at 3 John. The best way to find it is to go to Revelation and back up. You'll run into it very quick. Look at verse 5. He says, Beloved, you are acting faithfully in whatever you accomplish for the brethren, especially when they are strangers. And they have testified to, you, to your love before the church. You will do well to send them on their way in a manner worthy of God. For they went out for the sake of the name, accepting nothing from the Gentiles. Therefore, we ought to support such men so that we may be fellow workers for the truth. You become, later on, you see in, in Romans 16, Phoebe became a saint. She rose from the level of a member to a saint because she continued the work of God. So in spite of her husband, in spite of all these different things, this woman welcomes strangers in. Because guess what they're doing? They're taking the gospel of God to the world. And I got to bring them in and bless them. And I got to take care of them. Because by taking care of them, they will continue the work of God. You remember the woman who took care of Elijah? How blessed was she? So God is saying, no, 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 no. You ain't doing that and wasting no time. I got you. And that's why he says in 1 Timothy chapter 3, he says, these women must be honored by the church. Because he says in verse 11 of chapter 3, he says, women must likewise, everybody turns that word into wife, but the Greek word could mean women or wife. And he would talk to the, uh, talk to the deacon and said, one wife, but to the women, he doesn't say one husband. He says that later on for a widow in chapter 5. Here, he just talks about a woman. Women must likewise be dignified, not malicious gossips. We say, why do you pick on the women with gossips? Because women tend to talk more than men. Do I need to leave now? Okay. He says, but temperate, faithful in all things. So the women who will be, these women are honored in the church. That's why he puts a list in chapter 5. Because in chapter 3 he's saying, let these women serve in leadership capacities, serve in ways that they could impact the church because they will be able to do things, Timothy, a single, a single pastor, be able to do things that you can't do, Timothy. You can't minister to a woman that is having a baby. You can't minister to a woman who is struggling with pregnancy. You can't minister to a woman who's lost her husband. You can only deal with a husband who's lost a wife in sense of being empathetic genuinely. So there's things you can't do as a man serving in a church with women. And in the church with God, there was mostly women than men. Because the men died at an early age. So he says, get these women up, establish them, 
Make them leaders. Because these women will not just bless the church, they'll bless families. See, 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 one of the negatives of a church that is deeply committed to leadership and elders, pastor, elders, deacons, that we, some of you tend to think that we don't see women high. Not this pastor. Gail O'Neill will tell you, I have never seen it that way. I thank God for the fact that I have grown up around three women, four women, five women, including my mom. And they're good women. So maybe those five women has helped to shape in my mind. And my wife. Okay, that came late. My wife, who I've watched do so many things in this church, and she would never let you, she would never let you, don't want you to know none of it. You're looking at some of them, the screens. She sacrificed at the school so she could raise the money to help her husband achieve a vision. Don't know that, do you? It's all over the place. I could take you down the list that she just does and go out the door because of how she was raised by her grandmother. All around this church is evidence of my wife's work. I could go down the list. It'll take forever. <laughs> how the things she does in the foria, how she would organize things in the, in the, when, the, when the gym flooded out, how she organized all that stuff with the carpet. She did that. Why? I want my husband to achieve a vision that God has given. Maybe because I have these people in my life that a text like this means a lot. To see women devalued because they have children. See women devalued by men because they're somewhat emotional. To see women devalued because, you know, they don't know if they can really carry the burden of a business like a man. See, women devalued is a shame. Because when I read the text and my own personal experiences, God says, I have you as an honor roll. I just want to bless you. I want to bless you while you're here, and I want to bless you forever. If you would just accept the role I have for you, it would change the world. That's why I'm actually writing a book right now. I ain't going to get the title yet because everybody keeps changing it on me. But it's talking about women in the Bible that change the world. That change the world. That will probably go unnoticed. And I keep writing. Folks, women, I say this to you. <laughs> You're, don't let no one devalue you. God hides you high. Because fundamentally, Jesus had a mama. And when you look around the scriptures, where do you see his mother? Checking out her son. Do you know why she brought her sons to Jesus? She was trying to rescue him because she knew that people were trying to kill him. She put her own life at risk trying to save her son. Where did you find his mother? At the cross. When 11 men ran away, she was there. You see, he can understand mothers. Why? He had one, and she loved him. Don't let no one devalue you. I know in a culture that we live in, the time we're living in, and all that's going on on television, people could make you feel devalued. I want you to know in this house, not because we have elders and deacons and ministers that are men, 
you'll have no value. You'll never find that in this person because you're on God's honor roll. If you choose to reach, walk the way he teaches you to walk and just trust him for the results. Don't try to create results. Just trust him as you walk faithful. He got the results. Thank you.